Check out the BU Podcasting community at BUPodcasting.com. Welcome, my fellow travelers, to the Joy for the Journey podcast. I'm your guide, Joy Gadsden. This podcast is an experience that will bring you motivation and inspiration through stories, anecdotes, and interviews. So let the journey begin. Today's episode is being brought to you by Not Really Random Publishing. Not Really Random Publishing can be reached at 470-869-3239 at notreallyrandom.com or at publish at notreallyrandom.com. And I'll give you more information about them later. I just want to jump into today's episode. We have today with us the one, the only, Kat McDaniel. Hey. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much for being here with me today. You know I'm excited to be here. Girl, I'm so excited to have you. If you guys don't know who Kat is, let me just give you a little brief introduction of who Kat is. Kat is the host, one of the hosts, of Akron Community Voice. Um, Kat, can you talk, talk to us a little bit about Akron Community Voice? Well, what Akron Community Voice is, it derived from uh, what used to be called the Center Talks. Uh, it is a talk show community talk show that we've had for the last eight years um it started with the community everybody used to go to like the akron urban league and so that's mm-hmm. where they got all the information from you know for how to find where's the jobs who's hiring where you know where can get food just everything that's based community so what we did when ace was at the urban league we actually just kind of took that show to another level we started um bringing people on from our community and just interviewing them just giving everybody a platform to pretty much voice what's going on with them things like what you have going on right now because we were honored to have you on our show oh, thank so you just, so much and that just kind of turned to what we now know as bu podcasting absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so today's show is actually um one that Kat and I started a conversation off air. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I want to finish the conversation on air and kind of bring our listeners up to speed. Uh, we were talking about Simon Says, right? Mm-hmm. And so with Simon Says, uh, what I was telling Kat when I was telling her about today's show and the, the idea behind today's show is that Simons are our vices, right? Yes. We all know the game of Simon Says, yes. and, which is generally, you know, Simon Says, touch your head. Simon Says, touch your toes. And you do exactly Exactly what Simon tells you to do. However, uh, if you don't do what Simon tells you to do, that is when you, that's when you lose. Right. Now think about Simon as our, as our vices, as the things that we run to, right? As the things that we run to when, when we need to, right? So for example, um, we run to eating. Right? Exactly. We run to eating if we're depressed. We run to eating when we're happy. We right. run to shopping when we're happy. Yes. We run to shopping when we're sad. We run to all of these different things. So those are our assignments. So I know that we were talking about Simons as being addiction. So let's kind of pick up the conversation there. Sure. Like when we were, we, I was listening to you explain what our assignments was, and I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what we call our vices simon says is another way to put it and it it makes it a really relatable because when people hear vices they like to deny those type of things mm-hmm. right because uh, it sounds bad but if you're like simon says you're like oh i get it it makes more sense so i was just telling you uh, when it comes to addiction i um i teach employment readiness and we talk about reducing recidivism within my program we do have a lot of treatment and clients who are addicted 
So one of the questions we would have is external barriers and internal barriers. External being something you cannot change. An internal barrier is something you can change with hard work. So the question was, is chemical dependency um, an internal or external? So I have always been on the middle of that. That's what I was telling you. Because I believe, yes, it's something that you can change, obviously, with hard work. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that the addiction minus whatever drug or alcohol, the addiction itself is the mental illness because you can be addicted to one thing. Like I said, you can be addicted to smoking cigarettes or anything. And then when you want to stop that, people generally replace it with something else because the addiction is the problem. So it's not actually what you're addicted to. It's just having that addiction. Which it's is, the chasing. Yeah, it's, it's the like chasing a chasing of the yeah. whatever it is. I know you said something interesting when we were talking off air. You're talking about the color of your, the pill bottles and yeah. the color of your, of your, uh, my jacket, your jacket so being yeah. orange and how that could be a Simon mm-hmm. or a trigger or a vice, whatever definitely- you want to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. It could trigger people to put them back in that, addi- is addictive mind frame. Addictive right- mind frame. I'm telling you, it just gets them right back. It takes them to that place right away. Like I said, I would have clients who literally would start salivating or they would say, can you put your coat up? Because just that color, seeing that color is a lot. It makes me want to use. And I'm just like, wow. And so you never think how strong addiction is because you think, oh, people are addicted. They need to just go get help. That's really what we always say. They just need to go get help. Like you can talk to someone. It's actually, a, a, it's a, it's an impulse. It's, a, it's an actual illness. And we were talking to self, and I was talking about my own shopping addiction. And I was just, it got kind of bad for a while. Now, wait a minute. You have to back up and I tell the people why. I know. <laughs> why like, the stop skip it, over that really you, try, you tried to skip, skip, skip. Well, I'm not going to let you skip I over know. it, friend. <laughs> Where did the shopping addiction come from? So um, the shopping addiction for me, it came from um, COVID. So we were, everybody, you know, COVID hit hard in 2020. And so most people either left their jobs or they went home to work. And so I told you, like, I'm like a really, I'm an extreme extroverted introvert. So I like, I'll be around people, but I am not a people person. I love my solitude. I like to, I like the quiet. So with that being said, when COVID hit, um, we everybody was home. So I just decided to make my house, my yard, uh, my backyard, a sanctuary for myself. I was like, I don't ever have to leave. We can watch movies at home. I got the projector. I got the speakers. I got everything set up. I got the grills. I got the, you know, the, the tables, anything that my, my comfort creatures. I was able to master my garden, get the things that I need to make it, you know, really blossom because I never was able to give the exact time and what I needed to do for it. So it was just that because I was starting to order things like, oh, I need that. I need that. And then after a while, I just got addicted to having something come to me. It was just, I wanted to have a prize, a surprise at my house. My daughter calls it a prize, but uh, <laughs> That's cute. I, I, I called, it. I used to be like, she would be like, you have a prize at the door. And I'm like, I know. Or I started finding myself looking for the Amazon truck. Like, I know he's coming. Were you stalking the truck? I did. I used to take pictures of him. <laughs> I would take pictures of the truck. Like it's not. Now, did they know you by name? Now that, I you think- know, I actually, I'm going to say one driver did because I used to be, I, I would be, if I, because he would deliver at a certain time when I got home. Most of the time they would be home. So it'd be like, yay, a surprise is here. But so if I got this one driver, he'd actually, he knew who I was. And then I had a friend who ended up working for Amazon and he's just like, you know what, Allison, he's like, you got to stop. He's like, I'm ordering you an Amazon cake. He was like, you got to know, what are you even ordering? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I need these things. I used to tell him like, I literally need everything. He's like, do you need it? So he talked to me one day and was like, Seriously, you got to think about this. What you need to do is put things in your cart and let it sit there for 30 days. 
And so if you sit, let it sit there for 30 days, you come back to it. If you need it, then buy it. He's like, because you're just really just wanting something to throw up. That is your addiction. I was like, is it? <laughs> it's like, is it? I said, he's actually right. I just got addicted to having opening up a bag or opening up a box. I didn't know at a certain time, like what it was. And so that's how I figured it was bad. And then my daughter one day, um, I didn't order something. She's like, there's nothing on the porch. You don't have a parade. And I was like, so? And she was looking at me like she was sad. Like, there's nothing to open. And I was like, huh. But so that, le- that leads me to this question here. Great, great seg- segue, actually. <laughs> Um, sometimes as parents, mm-hmm. we can give our Simons, our vices, our addictions, whatever that, whatever you want to call it, right, 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 right. We can transfer those to our kids, exactly. You know, without even knowing, we can give our kids, like your daughter, you you didn't have anything, right? You know, so now she's become a conditioned to right. look for a package, a package, some package, some package, some prize, some something that mm-hmm. should be there. I know that you work in. Tell me again. Um, in corrections, so in corrections, mm-hmm. yes. Do you do you run across that 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 addictive Simon type yes, personality definitely. in corrections and as a person who works in corrections how do you how do you handle that how do you manage that and how do you get your um, clients to see that they have Simons. Um, it's like I said, it's really hard to find people with triggers, but what I do notice that a lot of my clients who have these addictive personalities also have an entitlement personality. So a lot of it is transferred. Like I said, I think it's something, it does come from parents because as parents, a lot of our clients are, they're adult male, you know, but they also have the grandmother that's always going to show up and get the things that they want. So if they need the package, they got to call the grandmother or they're going to call their mom or they're going to have that girlfriend. So they always have this entitlement. So when I say no, you are public enemy number one. I'm definitely aren't you? public enemy. They're like, what do you mean? But I asked, <laughs> no, no, you're like everything you hear. Cause that's what we teach them a lot is like, you have to understand. No, you have mm-hmm. to understand like your no, a no is the end of a sentence. Cause I don't have to give you an explanation for it. So you don't get to barge in my office. Cause I can have a client. I can be, I can talk to a client. So the clients feel like, Hey, I need to do something right now. So somebody's just knocking on the door. They just walk in. I need to do something right now. And you're like, but I'm with a person and they don't care. It's like, they don't even have that. You know, they just, they don't care who's there. They're just like, take what I need you to do right now because I'm used to. This is what things. I'm used to. I'm used I'm to used getting to my way. I'm used to my Simon being fulfilled. I'm right. used to all the time. When somebody says, Simon says, I need my stuff. And they, you know, jump in, and jump, jump in for it. And so that's a lot of the reasons that I, you know, it's, it's, addiction and counseling and treatment it's is so in-depth because there's so many layers to it because like I said I would have never known I knew that the people are addicted to drugs or alcohol and like maybe if you go into a bar that's the trigger obviously if you don't mm-hmm. drink anymore but I would never think to say if I saw apple juice I'm instantly going to be like I you know, Hennessy, and I just got to drink something. And this is how it's really, really strong. So it's just really hard to get them to correlate. I think when I start, I just say, I have to say, you have to understand what no means. That literally is a problem because a lot of the times when they come into corrections, it's because they had to get that need met right away. Their Simon met, you know, i.e. the drug. And if someone said no, then maybe they did something to them. And that's why they're in jail now because it's like they didn't get that. Whatever they needed. They didn't get that Simon. Simon said and I need to get it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, uh, by any means, by necessary, any means necessary, get what I need to yeah. get. What are some of the challenges with that that you face? I know you said the the entitlement, the entitlement, yeah. So a lot of the challenges you face um, is just the consequences of their your no. 
either they're going to blow up. Um, they're going to blow up. They're going to just, I'm going to write you up. I'm going to write a letter to someone. I'm going to do this. It's kind of like they're going to take the recourse against you. Mm. A lot of it, too, um, it's just it's behaviors. It's really, really hard because they don't accept certain things. And then sometimes it's like it's over it's before you know it. Like they will come in and, no, you give me the no. I'd like to do this. No, I'm blowing up on you. Walk right out the door. Come right back in. Hey. Can you help me with this? It's like nothing ever happened. Mm. So it's really hard to kind of get through and try to figure out like a lot of different clients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or um, figure out like why why they're reacting the way they're acting. Like why they're – because their, their assignment wasn't met, why are they now like this? It's just really hard because it's so much to say. So many different clients. Some are violent. Some are not. Some are just like really, really sneaky. And some people are just like extremely violent. It's just kind of knowing their background. So let's move. I, I know we're talking about corrections, mm-hmm. but let's just move to the to the nonviolent, to mm-hmm. just the everyday. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can do? Um, number one, to recognize our own Simons, our own vices. I know for me, when I get happy, I eat. Mm-hmm. When I'm sad, I eat. Uh, when I just feel like I need to eat. I eat. I know. <laughs> I like right, food. If right. y'all haven't figured it out, I like food. I food like is to a eat. Great vice. Food is a great vice. It's not a healthy vice, right? But it is. It is a vice. So how? But it can be. Okay, talk about it. So I can take for myself. I food was my vice too. It's a vice, but I have diabetes. So I was actually. Um, I discovered that I had diabetes, full blown diabetes. Uh, I want to say maybe about seven, eight months ago. But food actually is a fuel. So if we use it correctly, yes. If you like to eat, you can eat to live and you can actually eat healthily. So if you eat six times a day and you eat, you like to eat. So that's advice. You always want something there. Keep a healthy snack there because then your body starts to um, perform in the way it's supposed to. It turns into an engine instead of what it is like it it turns into an engine instead of us eating the things that we really want so it's the sugar the sugar the fats the things like that that we shouldn't have the carbs that is what we actually crave but it's something that's inside of your brain that's Mm -hmm. asking for sugar and it's asking for carbs instead of saying i'm hungry why don't i want some lettuce like why don't i want a salad so, so we have in our brain comfort, asking yeah. for the siren. The siren in our brain mm-hmm. is asking for the carbs, the yeah. sugar, the nicotine, mm-hmm. the the sleep, the sex, whatever, yeah, whatever it, it is. It's those things that feel good. Those oof. It's those things that feel good. So okay. that's why people replace sex with chocolate at sometimes. Or they would say it's just as good as mm-hmm. and that's what they name it. Because it's that you get that serotonin jumping off in your brain. When you eat something that's good, and it's normally sugar, ice cream, whatever, you get that. I don't know about you, but when I, I'm, a, I'm a real foodie. <laughs> so I go, Do you dance when you eat? I rub my feet together. Like, my feet rub together like a little praying like a mantis. Cricket. Like a little baby. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. so that's how you know I'm, like, so happy. Chirp, chirp, yeah, it's chirp, like, chirp, 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 chirp. And that's how you know I'm, and I'm, like, wiggling and whatever. So it definitely, no, that, that's my happy place. But when you go you know what, I want some bell pepper and tuna fish. Like, you don't, you, your, your brain is not going to go. But once you condition yourself to start eating those type of things instead, and if it's just the food, then you do get happy. Because for me, when I first had diabetes with my, with my son, I had gestational diabetes. So I had to eat six times a day. And so for me, I had to cut out milk, regular milk. I had to go straight to skim milk, mm. you know, no sugar, no anything. It was like car- like breads, flatbread, wraps, things like that. 
So I had to make things taste a way that I would want to taste without it being really bad. So for after a while, me drinking skim milk and then switching to almond milk. Right now, I can't even drink regular milk because if I do, it tastes like cream. It's so it's so uh, fatty and creamy now because I'm used to drinking a thinner milk, um, healthier milk. But I still crave it. So it's just conditioning your mind to do it the right way. Because if you want to have a snack, if you're a foodie person and you know you like food, keep those healthy things close to you. Because you're, if you're going to eat, you're going to eat whatever. Because right, right. I'm, I'm a snacker, I love food, I don't care what it is. If I'm hungry for something, I might want chicken wings. But if it's not available and you have a bag of, you know, I don't know, rice, rice cakes, I'm going to be like, can I have a rice cake? I'll eat that instead. So it may be healthier to eat the rice cake anyway. But if I have the chicken wings, they'll be there. It's just because uh, you have to just replace something that's right in your reach. And that'll change and it'll condition you because then you'll start to crave those things. So that's what ended up happening to me as far as food. I started to crave things that were actually good for me. Like I'm like right now, my son will tell you like, if you're like, what do your mom like to eat? She'll have like salads because I eat so many salads that it's like I actually crave this type of salad, this type of salad. I want to, ooh, I'll get a Caesar salad. When before I would be like, a salad? That's like a waste of, it's a pre-meal. It was always a pre-meal for me. Salad, <laughs> okay. waiting on. Waiting on. Loaded well, fries. Lo- or loaded, you know. <laughs> Baked potato right. to show up. Yeah, so. So, so let me around. ask you this. What about, um, you know, I, I know I mentioned earlier about us giving our assignments to our kids. Exactly. Right? So how do we not do that? How do we not give our assignments to our kids, i.e. our fears mm-hmm. of you fill in the blank, whatever your fears may be, or your it's your hard. own insecurities, yeah. your own um, maybe not understanding where your kids are, right? My, right. my youngest is such an outgoing person, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that I gave him my assignment of, no, 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 sit in the background. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. You know, I tried to change who he was, yeah. and then changing his assignments, changing who he was, you know, changed him. Yeah, definitely. You know, now, he was smart enough and strong enough to say, Mom, I sit down somewhere. I'm right. not worried about you. But what happens to those kids who aren't? Yeah. Who, whose parents begin to live vicariously through them. And you they see that too much. You know, they don't know what they want to do when mm-hmm. they grow up. They don't know who they want to be. They just don't know who they are. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, touch on a lot of those things. That's amazing. We are like that. It's actually something that's just passed down. It's generational, what they call generational curses. Because a lot of the our insecurities and things came from directly from family like your family might have said you know if you were little you're chubby and so you might have went in the refrigerator and grabbed something to eat because you were just you're feeling the shame and you go by and you go eat off by yourself then it causes you to do more things you hide food that becomes your vice it's your what you can control um so it comes again from family i said the same thing about my kids i it's recognizing what our simons and vices are first Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what it is, you won't know. But it is recognizing. When I saw that, my daughter do that, it right it away, just, it snapped it for me. But then I said, because that's how you teach your kid. Like, you're, like, things aren't important unless you're getting something. I didn't want her to believe, like, she couldn't do anything unless she got something. Because mm-hmm. they were used to getting things, too. And I said I had to stop that, too. I said, because that's a behavior I don't want to have. Some people feel like, yes, well, you're a kid, so they know how to be treated. But also, you're teaching your kid how you want them to treat you. Mm-hmm. So if you give your kids anything... You, when they get older, you say, hey, go clean up your room. What am I going to get? Can I have some money? Oh, you're not going to give me anything, so they're not going to do it. So I'm not teaching her those behaviors. I don't want to teach her things that maybe, like how you said, we had those vices against us when we were younger. Uh, my daughter is the complete opposite of me. She's so outgoing. I mean, she she has my qualities, but she's the opposite of me because I was always reserved. We came up in that, you know, be seen, not heard type mm-hmm. of. And But I was always a person I feared being in 
front of people. In front of, mm-hmm. I still have that fear. It's there. Like, I, like really? Ace was talking about. It. Yeah, it's always it's always there. It's internal for me. I hate to go in. Like, anytime he's like, he's like, get up here, cat speak. I'm always like, but it's a real. But you do such fear. a good job at it. It's, you can show up. It's I'm that's that extreme extrovert introvert inside of me. So because I'm always there, like I hate to be seen, but I will be seen. It's okay. It's like, but I won't go do more than what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm not gonna be like right after that. People will notice if if they're not directly like, hey, we're going here, I'm gone. I'm gone from whatever event, whatever thing I leave because it's like I have to go back and like regress, recharge. I have to like regroup and like let decompress. So I say that my daughter is everything that I'm not. Like when her, I had made a post, it was about her birthday, but I'm telling her, period. That's how I teach her. Um, we do, I do self-affirmation with her really young because those are things that I wish that I had more of. You didn't have that person. So you try to create that person for your, your children. You should. So everything that she's, she is that I'm not, like she's so outgoing. Right now she can stop dancing in front of everybody and doesn't care. So it's just, we, our kids can be anything. You just got to tell them. We just don't. So kids, when they don't know what to do, like I tell my kids, kids from every race, they learn up. Like um, I have friends that are of Asian descent or whatever. Those kids are always growing up and you always say, why are they an architect or why are they a doctor or dentist? Because their parents told them because you're going the to be. Because that they were told. So you tell your kids what they're going to be and they're going to be it. So you tell them, they, give them a choice. They don't know what to choose. But if you're going to say, hey, I need a doctor in my family, you're going to have a family full of doctors. Absolutely. So it's just what we put in them. Well, Kat, I thank you. Oh, I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. Um, I enjoy, always enjoy our conversation. So with that being said, um, as a parent, as a sister, as a mother, as a friend, I'm going to work on my own assignments and making sure that I am not passing them on to my children, my nieces, my nephews, whomever may be in my circle or in my sphere. Um, again, today's episode was brought to you by Not Really Random Publishing. If you are looking to have your book published, please reach out to Not Really Random Publishing. You can find them on the internet at Not Really Random Publishing. I'm sorry, notreallyrandom.com. And if you would like to follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you can do so. On Facebook, it's Joy for Journey. That's F O R. On Instagram, I'm Joy underscore for underscore journey. Or if you like what you hear, please email me. I would love to hear from you. My email address is joy at joyforjourney.com. And finally, if you're looking for thoughts of inspiration and encouragement, check out the podcast. Uh, continue to support the podcast but you can also purchase my book which is entitled joy for the journey which is 90 days of inspiration and you can do so at www.joyforjourney.com finally this has been your host your guide joy gatson and may you find joy along your path check out the bu podcasting community at bupodcasting.com